0: In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted
1: presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics.
0: Delivering what they call the The whole Enchilada. enchilada Will mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co host, Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co host, Andy Hart.
1: Listen up, you ungrateful fucks. We warned you. We fucking warned you. Vote or die.
0: (laughs) Nobody's voting. We need to see more votes. www.mrbunkersconspiracytime.com forward slash vote. Top five episodes of the year. The only thing we can think, and this is probably the truth, is you guys hate this podcast enough that you don't have a top five, which is fine. You can only vote. You can vote for any number between one and five. Right. Vote for the five least
1: reprehensible episodes. There were at least five good episodes, okay? Okay. There was at least three. There were at least three and two that were borderline. Yeah. You can find find them. You can find two that were borderline. (laughs)
0: There were toss-ups. There were toss-ups. Check that link out. We'll put it in the show notes. It's on our social media. Check it out. www.mrbunkersconspiracytime.com forward slash vote.
1: Also, where the fuck are our teeth? <laughs> we asked you for teeth and nobody sent us any goddamn teeth. Is anybody even listening to this podcast? What the fuck? I asked for votes. What do you do? Nothing. <laughs> We ask for teeth. What do you do? Nothing. Is that so much to ask for? A vote and a tooth. Do you have any compassion at all? Oh, my God. You people sicken me. We're turning a new leaf.
0: We are turning a new leaf. We're getting angry. We're getting real. We're getting raw. <laughs> this is the real Andy and Art are coming out. We're coming
1: in raw. We're going to come in
0: raw. Um,
1: <laughs> Andy, you ever looked at episode... a big
0: package of raw beef? You ever notice how it shimmers and sparkles in the sunlight? Yeah, I believe when, when they pack it up in a the the tube, sun. they call that a chub. Chub beef? Chub beef. Nick Chubb? Yeah. Um who, 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 he who, got who, that dog in him. Who, he got that dog. Andy, today. Yeah. We're talking about something that sparkles maybe even more than raw beef. What? No. Fuck.
1: No. Can't be anything that sparkles more than raw no,
0: beef. No, it is, Andy. I wouldn't lie to you. Huh. Okay? Okay. Relax. Okay. Um, We're talking about glitter,
1: glitter, the great glitter conspiracy. Oh my god! Ooh, it's a dirty one. Andy. Oh yeah, I There's read that blood. Agatha Christie book. <laughs> yeah, she did write about
0: the great glitter, the great glitter conspiracy,
1: glitter, <laughs> the glitter conspiracy. God damn it!
0: <laughs> the great glitter conspiracy, Andy. This is
1: this is a dastardly, evil, disgusting conspiracy. Ooh, it's gonna churn your stomach. Ooh, yuck. I don't like having a turned stomach. Yeah.
0: It's fucked up, Bunk Bunkers. And um, we have somebody uh, who also shimmers and sparkles in the sunlight to thank for this one. A
1: vile, reprehensible (laughs) individual. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if they're fan enough of this podcast, they definitely are. (laughs) Who's suggested 85% of the topics for this podcast. That's true. That is Erica Elizabeth. Erica, thank you. The Oracle of Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time podcast. Um, this is a fun little topic. You bunk might have seen this blow up on TikTok
0: earlier this year. Uh a couple of months ago, actually. This is kind of a a trender, you know? This is like Whoa. when we covered that uh those Georgia things. The guidestones. The guide stones when those blew up. Yeah, when those blew up. Now uh, glitter's blowing up. Now glitter's blowing up, and uh yeah, we're gonna talk about it. The great gl- glitter conspiracy, uh,
1: the glitter. Who's buying all the glitter? Where's that glitter going? Where is, who is, what's up with glitter? Where's glitter come from and where does it go?
0: You're going to learn all about it here. Uh, and of course, obviously, if you want to get into it quickly, get it all over yourself and never be able to get it out. I think when you listen to this show, it's like listening to the show. You get it all over yourself and you, ne- no matter how much you wash clean, you're always going to, it's always going to be on you. It's like, it's like getting glitter in your ears. like getting glitter in your ears. <laughs> yeah. It's glitter for the brain. Yeah. Of course, in our show notes, you can find a timestamp skip to when the research begins. But first, Andy and I got to tell you how we got captured this
1: week. Yeah, we sure do. This was kind of a this was kind of a rough one for me, beefers. I got to be honest with you because I'm like you. I have hopes. I have dreams. This one shook, ya. I have objectives with my life. Do it's I hard to believe. Him? Do I meet him? No. no. I've never. I've never achieved one dream that I've ever had. No. I've never set a goal and actually completed it. And you don't dream big. You dream pretty average or small. Yeah. I dreamed the other day about getting out of bed without hurting myself, and I can't do it. It hurts too much to get out of bed. So I don't dream very big. One of my dreams, though, one of my passions Mm -hmm. in life is watching food shows on TV. Oh, you love it. And one of my biggest dreams is to be on the set of America's Test Kitchen. You're a
0: huge America's Test Kitchen oh my fan. God. You've got lots of their cookbooks.
1: I have a whole shelf of America's Test Kitchen cookbooks. You love their recipes. Magazines. You love their approach to cooking. If you're not familiar, America's Test Kitchen is a PBS program that started in I think the year 2000, wow. pre-9/11, the turn of the millennium. Right. And it Some say was, it might have caused it. It was created by the yes, I mean, it's an, we unde- don't know. it's an undeniable fact that America's Test Kitchen existed before 9-11. So it can't be ruled out that America's Test Kitchen didn't lead directly to 9-11. Uh, we can't be sure that Christopher Kimball we don't know where he was. personally radicalized Osama Bin Laden. But it's possible. So if you're not familiar with America's Test Kitchen, it is a PBS program that was created by the editors of Cook's Illustrated magazine. Cook's Illustrated was a sort of a magazine that took a very uh, scientific approach to cooking, uh, very detailed recipes. Now I see you're adding
0: a cell phone to the IED. That's that's a really neat touch, don't you think, Julia? Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they tested. Now here we have laminated fake pilot licenses. Julia's going to be showing us how to make <laughs> a, how to make a bomb <laughs> using only fertilizer you can buy at a hardware store. Christopher Kimball's first book that he ever wrote was called The Anarchist Cookbook. And (laughs) it was all recipes for various uh, French dishes (laughs) and explosives. So America's Test Kitchen started as Cooks Illustrated. Started as Cooks Illustrated. The TV show really focuses on um, what they do best, which is taking recipes, testing them. Optimizing. Dozens of times, hundreds of times even, to really figure out all the tips, the best tips and tricks mm-hmm. for a recipe. And then at the end, they create a recipe that should be optimized for the home cook. So the, the show is very informative. You can learn a lot. A lot of great recipes. I've cooked a lot of stuff from America's Test Kitchen. I'm a big America's Test Kitchen fan. Love them. For years. Years. Years and years and years. Right. I've been... Logging onto their website, leaving comments on every post. I've been emailing them, writing them letters. I've been going to book signings and harassing the cast. I've shown up at people's houses who are known to work at America's Test you Kitchen. You look at
0: a lot of the ATK YouTube videos, and there's you're always one of the top comments, and you you leave a kind of a calling card, which is imagine the smell. Right. You always comment that. Right. Going, oh my God! Imagine
1: the smell. Even when it's just Dan Sousa doing a science experiment, I say, imagine the smell. Well, being next to Dan Sousa, Ugh. you know he smells great.
0: They do so much stuff, Bunk and you're just such a big fan. He that smells like mahogany and musk. I I worked a couple of things. I pulled a couple of strings. I yanked a couple of chains. I greased a couple of palms and a couple of wheels and a couple of different shafts. I greased a couple shafts. I, <laughs> I made some calls.
1: I fucking he made some calls. He got on the horn. I got on the horn. He got on the floor. He got on his he he got his mouth going. I
0: got a couple of things going. I got on my knees. I stood up. I jumped around. Things
1: were percolating. Jump,
0: jump, jumped around. Crisscrossed. I did a lot of different things, Andy. I pulled some strings. I knew some people. I navigated some different things. I used Nick Simon to write a couple of threats. I had to. I had to do some things. I had to. Twisted alarms. Professional,
1: th- professional threat writer, Nick Simon. Am I proud of what I did? Yes, of course.
0: I want you to have a good time. It got results. I got us. I got us a trip to go to Massachusetts, where the ATK set is, and I got us to get on the set.
1: We got on the set. We got to. It was really one of the best days of my life. We got yeah. to go we got to go to Boston. We gotta to go to the set. We gotta to go to where they film. America's Test Kitchen. We even got to help out in the Test Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did awesome because, you know, what they do there, again, they're testing recipes all the time and they need people to to test them. So they're always needing tasters. Yeah. So we were eating everything we saw, whether it was fully cooked or not. And they were asking us for different notes of, like, well, what do you think about the acidity level? We're just like, oh, it's good. Yeah. Mm, more. <laughs> They were like, could you please stop eating that? we not done cooking. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's good. Stop here. Stop the recipe here. I think they learned a lot from us. Um, you know, we were, we got, I mean, I have what's known as a, I'm what's known as a super taster. Oh, are you? Yeah. I can taste everything really good. And um, it's such a refined palate. I have a refined palate. Um, you know, I can tell the difference between. Um, Taco Bell and Del Taco. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I can tell the difference between um, Coke and Pepsi. I can tell the difference between Barks and a and W. I I mean, you're not some fucking Jacques Pepin freak who's
0: like, oh, geez. Like, you know, if someone gives you a potato and a carrot, you're like, I, fuck, I don't... I mean, you can't tell the difference between those two things. It's very hard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is. For most people, yeah. They... You're a super taster, but like, I mean, you're not like, you know... Yeah. Top
1: of the food chain super tasty.
0: No, I mean I'm not I'm not I I'm mean she's Louise.
1: Yeah, I'm not crazy. Like I, You
0: give me celery,
1: you know, you give me like celery it, and an orange, it's like, well, this is kind of difficult. They 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 have a similar texture. And that makes it challenging. Like I can't tell the difference between corn and olives. It doesn't make it's it's the same. So
0: when they're asking us all these fucking questions, it's like, dude, I'm just trying to eat. Yeah. But like, I'm not gonna fill out this sheet you gave me. You're asking me about like acidity levels. Does it have enough balance of flavor? How's the salinity? How is the, you know, the the texture? It's like, what? Was like this science class?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Was this I, Bill Nye? Like, it's good. I'm here to eat food. It's good. Like, give me something gooder. And then I'll tell you, it's gooder than the thing that I ate before. It's not that challenging. And so, you know, I mean, we did try to be helpful in other ways. So they moved us off
0: tasting and they said like, all right, why don't you guys go help? Because, you know, America's Test Kitchen, they don't just do recipes. They test out. Home cooking equipment. Yeah. So they said, why don't you guys go? So we're like, all right. And so you watch a couple of these videos that they're doing, like they did, uh, you know, oven baked ribs. There's a video that they just put out. You can kind of see me and Andy in the background knocking down bowls and like fucking pushing all the buttons on the ovens. We
1: knew, we knew really that the, you know, probably the biggest thing that you need in a kitchen appliances and gadgets is durability. You tried to make mashed potatoes in the ice cream maker. Right. I mean, you got to put these things through, your tip because when you have guests over, you never know what they're going to do. So, right. yeah, are people going to take piping hot potatoes and try to put them in your ice cream maker? Yes, they will. And does it work? No, it didn't make a very good ice cream. It wasn't very convincing. It tasted like mashed potatoes. Well, I mean, maybe most people wouldn't notice that. I am a super taster, so I did. I put a lot of vanilla in, and it didn't work. It still tasted like mashed potatoes. So... I mean, we were doing a lot of stuff. Um, you know, there were fire extinguishers, so we had to start a few fires to test those out. They said, "They said these were here for safety and not for testing." But it's you like were hard testing out some
0: of the camera equipment too, and they were like, "Not, not necessary to, to test the set gonna,
1: equipment. You're not going to use that in the kitchen." And so I was like, like, "You might."
0: I was like, "This is a kitchen." So and then Julia kind of got into it with you. Yeah, yeah. Julia and Bridget are kind of the two, you know big on-air talents yeah now. they're the two leaders
1: yeah and you know julia I, I i respect her um but she was wrong about this um you know it's it's not you do have to boil pasta until it falls apart in the water so i was right to continue to put a pot of water back on and you know keep her from draining her pasta if it doesn't fall apart. It's not right. Yeah, of course, you said, Give me that fucking, you give me that big bowl with holes. And she's like, The
0: colander? And you're like, No, I don't need that seasoning right now. I said, I said, I said, That's insulting to me.
1: And you put it on your head. Right. I said, Don't call me that. Look, I've been called a lot of slurs in my day, and some deservedly so. <laughs> but colander, I've never coland anything put it on your head and she's getting real started pushing you around. You pushed her right. We got into a fist fight. Um, she did pin me. (laughs) She hip tossed you dude. Yeah. Yeah. She hip tossed you. She threw you to the mat. We did have to be separated by Brian roof. And they took, they took Julia back to her, (laughs) back to her dressing room. Uh, and they put me in the dressing room where they make dressing. Mm. and they store all their salad dressing yeah bridget and i were just kind of leaning back to
0: back shoulders sort of like the jesus do and she was like oh yeah jesus do i yeah. was like i was like jesus you know I can't go anywhere co- i mean you know the co-host relationship and she was like your breath stinks and i was like okay like stop hitting on me like i'm taking like whatever and she was like uh you're really way too close to me like this is making me uncomfortable I'm like okay come on buddy like Let's go try some spring onions together. Come on. What are you saying? Yeah.
1: They were doing a big spring I was giving onion her the testing. old Nick Simon. Yeah. <laughs> the little, <razzle-dazzle> <laughs> the little razzle dazzle of Nick Simon. Putting some moves <coughs> on her. You know what I'm saying? I'm greasing a couple of wheels. Yeah, he's greasing wheels. He's stroking shafts. It's everything was coming together. But I do. But you guys, you know,
0: okay. So you guys get separated. And then, yeah. you know, eventually later in the day, we got, we did get some diarrhea from all the food. And, between you and me, Andy, uh, yeah. personally, I didn't. I don't want to start beef, but I do think that Chris from Milk Street, Chris Kimball, he was one of the main hosts of America's Test Kitchen. He left that program. There were some some bad blood. out some disagreement behind the recipes, and he left to go start his own thing called Milk Street, mm-hmm. uh, which is
1: a lie because there's no there's as far as I know there's no streets made of milk. No, as uh, far as I know, I you know it's also in Boston, and I've been to Boston. There's no streets made of milk, so... I think Chris might have poisoned us because there's beef. Right. We're ATK guys through and through. We
0: rep the red. Right. We're, you know, we rep in red. We don't rep that blue shit. Yeah. You know, and so if Chris from Milk Street wants to start shit, then he should fucking pull up and be a man about it and start some motherfucking shit, you know? If he wants to start some motherfucking shit with me and you and Bridget and Julia and all our fucking homies, then that motherfucker could step up and fucking... Be like a man and fucking come out to where we say and then
1: fucking get some shit done. You know what I'm saying? Some shit's gonna go down. Right. I mean, don't put laxatives in my spring onions and make me shit myself for six hours. That's that's a fucking pussy move. It is, Chris Kimball. That is. You're a fucking wimp. It is. You're a wet noodle. And people are saying, oh, well, it's because you guys were eating raw food. And it's like, shut up.
0: That's
1: it's, not the truth. It's like, who are you protecting at this point? <laughs> um, hey. Excuse me, person who said that. You gotta be Do, ride or die. Uh, excuse me, could you hop off of Chris Kimball's dick for a minute so we could have a conversation? His milk dick. His milk dick. That you're obviously fucking riding hard because you're fucking in his corner for no good goddamn reason. I think I'm gonna write a letter to the ATK office. that Says nobody can wear any fucking
0: fancy boy uh, spectacles.
1: Yeah. No. No. That's fancy some boy, fucking Milk Street shit. No fancy boy spectacles. No bow ties. Because that's how you know. You if know. there's somebody who insists on wearing fancy boy spectacles and <laughs> and bow ties, fire them, ATK, yeah, yeah. because that's a Chris Kimball dick rider right there. That is. They're a they're a they're, they're cranking Chris. Crank cr- they're cranking Chris cr- Kimball's hog.
0: They are. So, so we end up in the bathroom for a while. Um, they had closed down the set at this point. Everyone had gone home. It had been a very long day. They said it was one of the longest days in the history of ATK. Which
1: you know it's it's and that's it's, a record, baby. It's good that we were there. To help out. think how bad it could have been without us. I know.
0: And, uh, you know, we're in there and we're shitting. And so... Uh, <laughs>
1: My phone's running out of battery. They've been on the toilet for so long. Playing mobile games.
0: At this point...
1: Balloons.
0: <laughs> Clash of Clans.
1: Clash of Clans. Force. Maze Runner. Uh, yep, yeah, Maze Runner. Angry Birds 4. <laughs> Tower Defense Games. Yep. I got 18 of them installed. Um, Tetris. At this point,
0: you know, the bathroom starts to shift and rumble a little bit. Yeah. And we were like, oh, fuck. You know, we're in Boston. This is an old city. These pipes might not be able to handle me and you.
1: I'm starting to think, oh, my God, like maybe this bathroom was just for show. Maybe this is just where they film all the bathroom segments. No. Like where they go, oh, well, you know, if you eat this kind of diet, here's what your shit will look like those famous segments on America's Test Kitchen i thought maybe this was just part of the set those famous segments functioning toilets no it turns out that much like a
0: pressure cooker which you're a huge fan of oh yeah um, love my instant pot the bathroom had become like an instant pot yeah it was it, it was hermetically sealed it was hermetically sealed and the the stench steam rising up from the bathroom yeah started filling in and we got so pressure cooked that we both jettisoned it off they like Pulled the lid off way too fast. Right. Like an Instant Pot. Yeah. Didn't relieve the pressure with the little nozzle thing. No. And it just, and we just fucking jettisoned off and then we landed in the bunker.
1: Beefers, you got to understand, stuff, man. stuff, when you're pressure cooking, you need to release the pressure first before you take the lid off. Everything that's in there is under pressure. If you just rip that lid off, stuff's going to go everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's what happened to us.
0: Yeah. We went everywhere. Now. To the uh, bunker. I mean, I can't deny. I think that obviously Chris Kimball from Milk Street is might be affiliated with Mr. Bunker in some capacity.
1: I mm-hmm. mean, Milk Street. We also a stupid can't fucking name. Mr. We also Bunker can't rule out Julia collin Davidson as being responsible for this, as maybe some sort of a, a vendetta against me. Yeah. Um. We could have been pawns. She couldn't because she can't admit that she's wrong. Well, Andy, let's.
0: I mean, come on. Me and Bridget are forming a bit of a thing. I'm going to need you guys to work out your beef if me and Bridget's relationship is ever going to go past first base.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm willing to swallow my pride and I will publicly, formally apologize at a later date to Julia Collin-Davison for beating her ass on the set of America's Test she Kitchen. You you pretty good. I, I, I'm pretty sure she I won. She had your shoulders, both shoulders on the mat. I won. I won that fight.
0: Andy, I think we might have been pawns in a larger war that you and I were not prepared for. Uh, this is gang warfare at its height. Red versus blue. Red versus blue. This is America's Test Kitchen versus Milk Street. I think you and I were pawns. We were part of some trade. Um, it hurts, but you know,
1: I you know, God. I mean, I've been used in a lot of ways, right? And I've enjoyed some of them. I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> it was rough, man. This didn't feel good. Well,
0: you know what else doesn't feel good, Andy? Is getting glitter
1: in your all urethra. over your
0: urethra and other orifices and it just will not go away you ever get glitter on the dick yeah. you ever get glitter on the butt yeah. um glitter in your eyes glitter all over your face i mean glitter just gets anyone with children doing an arts and crafts you know this pain this struggle of having glitter everywhere but what you might not know is that basically if here's here's all I'm liking it if you enjoy glitter it's basically as bad, if not worse, than enjoying a blood diamond.
1: And today's topic is going to prove that. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's fucked up. No offense to you, glitterheads out there, but fuck you. Yeah. I mean, actually, offense to you. Fuck you, <laughs> glitterheads. Well, glitterheads, you're not going to like this one, but we got to
0: get into it. We got to expose the truth oh, wow. of the great glitter conspiracy here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast.
1: Um <laughs> did Rip Taylor have a catchphrase? <laughs> he was that guy with the big mustache who oh. always threw glitter at me. <laughs>
0: Punk bookers, I don't say this lightly, but today's topic is not for the faint of heart. It's a topic so undeniably cruel and perverse, so morbid and twisted, it leave you wondering if any of us are truly human after all. You'll be left questioning everything you ever thought you knew. I mean, bugfuckers. We often try to leave our personal opinions out of the research so that we can provide you a true and honest, judgment-free, whole enchilada, but I'll be honest, today's topic sickens me. It makes me absolutely sick. Yuck. Ugh, yuck.
1: Yuck.
0: Ugh, I'm so freaking sick. Ew. Today's topic is so vile. Ugh, yuck. Ugh, I despise it. Ugh. Ooh. Today's topic is a conspiracy so dastardly. It's glitter. Who is buying the world's glitter? And who in the glitter industry is covering it all up? So fucking sick. Ooh. You're not even ready, Andy. The Glitter Conspiracy, also known as Glitter Gate. The Great Glitter Conspiracy or the Glitter Mystery. Oh, it goes by so many names.
1: Oh, what a menagerie of names. It's like the Illuminati. Fucking <laughs> gross. I've
0: been talking to a genetic engineer.
1: They're a genetically engineered glitter. The globalists love glitter. Every time you have an abortion, that baby becomes glitter.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I cannot watch enough Alex Jones transposed to Warhammer 40k memes to like satisfy me. <laughs> there's just, they're fucking amazing.
1: Oh I can't stop God. watching.
0: They're so good. And there's yeah. so many of them.
1: It's very fucking
0: funny. This is a conspiracy about the New Jersey based glitter company, Glitterx and who its mysterious top buyer is. Uh, this, a lot of this spawned, I'll get into this later, but from a Glitter X manager named Lauren Dyer. In a New York Times article hinted at what the mystery industry was in 2018, but never revealed it, causing wild speculation across Reddit, Twitter and TikTok. I mean, these are fucking. These are hard hitting journalistic investigative resources and 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 fucking uh, research cited sources that you can trust. Yeah. With this disgusting cover up of a conspiracy and yuck. Peaking again in october 2022 due to the an alleged glitter shortage before we jump in to this sick fucking shit we got to talk about what glitter actually is what do you think glitter is Andy and, and give me you any glitter mist- memories you ever play with glitter you're a glitter guy
1: I'm not a glitter guy I'm not either I, I don't like it I hate it I don't really like it's everywhere glitter at all I've never really been like a fan of glitter I think when you're when I was a kid. To me, glitter felt like one of those things mm. that really would help zhuzh up a little art project. Eh, you did a little arts and crafts as a kid and a little Sunday school. But I think you learn pretty quickly. <laughs> Once you use it, it's like, oh, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> like, it might look cool or good even, yeah, but it's not fun. No, So I wouldn't describe myself as a glitter guy. As for what I think it's made out mm. of, I have to assume that it's some sort of Long, like glossy sheet of plastic that's chopped into just tiny little pieces. Okay. Well, let's see if you're right.
0: Uh, okay. So for you word nerds out there, new, oh. new classification. We have history hogs, eggheads, space freaks. Now we got word, word nerds. nerds. This is neat. Glitter, like rice, oh. is a mass noun. Or granular aggregate. It's an assemblage of touchable objects. You ever think about that? You don't say like, oh, there's some rice, but it it's a it's rice as a word is like a mass of tiny things, right? Kind of neat. So so glitter
1: refers to
0: all of the parts of all glitter. of the parts, not the singular, the little glitra, fleck. fleck. Right? You probably call that a flack or something or a yeah. speck or something. It's called a glitter? No. But I think that that's a fun word to use. Is it a
1: grain of glitter? Like it's a grain
0: of I rice? I guess it could be a grain. Word nerds. Glitter is an assortment of small reflective particles that come in a variety of shapes, sizes, and colors. Glitter particles reflect light at different angles, causing the surface to sparkle or shimmer. Glitter is similar to confetti, sparkles, or sequins, but it's smaller. Since the dawn of humans, it seems we've had a fascination with things that sparkle, shimmer, or shine. Glitter in various forms has been noted even back to prehistoric times. Um there's actually a theory that has found some favor amongst uh psychologists that um it's our attraction to things that sparkle is derived from an innate need to seek out fresh water. Oh. Mm. Um huh. And this is this is supported in part by a study that monitored babies' enthusiasm for licking plates with glossy
1: finishes. Oh, look at that. So, if you put a bunch of glitter on a plate, a baby will eat it. Oh, yeah. Good to know. Very good. The word glitter may have originated
0: from the Norse word glitra, meaning to shine. Oh. And as we know, the Vikings loved glitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were so sparkly, especially glitter stored in the vaults of churches. <laughs> yeah. However, as early as thirty thousand years ago, mica flakes were used to uh, give cave paintings a glittering appearance. Prehistoric humans are believed to have used cosmetics made of powdered hematite, a sparkling mineral. Um, this should also come as no surprise to anyone who has seen the Flintstones, because uh, well, Wilma and Betty be looking fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Yeah, tell me they, they weren't. weren't. No, yeah, they were hot. They were hot. Betty and Wilma both. Barney and Fred, they were lucky. They were reaching. They were reaching. I think probably both of them were hanging dong though. Like if you if you really think about it, like that those Tyrannosaurus dongs. Yeah, they both had they both had them big old dongs. Yeah, um, dick. So I feel like Betty and Wilma were probably both getting it good at night. But, yeah, you know.
0: So from forty thousand BC to two hundred BC, ancient Egyptians produced glitter like substances from crushed beetles as well as finely ground green malachite crystal. Researchers believe that Mayan temples were sometimes painted with red, green, and gray uh, glitter paint made from mica dust based on infrared scans of the remnants of paint still found on the structures in present-day Guatemala. People of the Americas 8,000 years ago were using powdered galena, a form of lead, to produce a bright grayish-white glittering paint used for objects of adornment the collecting of surface mining of galena was prevalent in the upper mississippi valley region and especially here in illinois oh glitter's part of our history by the um cahokia i hope i'm saying that right native people um for regional trade both raw and crafted into beads and other objects it was, uh, you know, these were surface-dwelling minerals that glittered and sparkled and shined, so they could make um, good use of those. But the first production of modern plastic glitter is credited to the American machinist Henry F. Rauchman, who invented a machine to cut photo films into paper in the 1930s. Um, photo films and paper in the 1930s. Sometimes the machine stuttered, generating small pieces of glossy cellulose that employees started to pick up and use as snow to decorate their Christmas trees. And there you have it. Modern glitter was born. Wow. Kind of neat origin story of a love this when you see it's a mistake. When the people are like, hey, this is kind of neat.
1: I had no idea glitter had such an illustrious history and that modern glitter was such an accidental creation. I know. And it's sad to see such a proud Thing fall Turns into such so
0: sick so yuck with his partner, Harry Goetz. Uh, <laughs> what G O E T Z goats? Harry he gets probably gets, yeah. Goats is funnier, good name. Yeah, Harry he goes Goetz is way funnier. Rauschman cut the mica into washers and glitter from malletized, uh, like metallized cellulose acetate film. So they basically like. It's like a luminized uh, plastic. So you were kind of right. It, it is mostly, you know, and it comes in tons of different forms. Yeah. Modern day glitter is pretty, apparently very scientific, but it's like a metalized plastic. And then they, that's how they make it shine and sparkle and it holds its structure and they can cut it into different shapes and sizes. Huh. So during World War II, glass glitter became unavailable. So Roushman found a market for scrap plastics, which were ground in the glitter. In 1943, he purchased Meadowbrook Farm in uh, Bernardsville, New Jersey, where he founded Meadowbrook Farm Inventions in 1948 to produce industrial glitter. MFI became Meadowbrook Inventions, Inc. in 1953. Rauschman filed a patent for a mechanism for cross-cutting films as well as other glitter-related inventions. Substrates for cutting glitter expanded from metalized cellulose and aluminum foil to metalize an iridescent film, polyester, PVC, and laminations cut into various shapes. Today, Andy, get this: over twenty thousand varieties of glitter are manufactured in vast numbers of different colors, sizes, and materials. Twenty thousand varieties. Materials too, huh? I know. Huh. One estimate suggests that ten million pounds of glitter are either purchased or produced between the years of nineteen eighty-nine. 2009 pretty wild it's a lot of glitter commercial glitter ranges in sizes from 0.0002 to 2.25 inches aside um so first flat multi-layered sheets are produced combining plastic coloring and reflective materials such as aluminum titanium dioxide iron oxide bismuth oxychloride these sheets are then cut into tiny particles of many different shapes including squares triangles rectangles
1: and hexagons Oh. Uh-huh. Have wow. I ever seen a hexagonal glitter? I don't know, glitter's pretty small, dude. Yeah, I probably wouldn't notice that it was any particular shape. But there's a wide, wide, wide,
0: wide range of sizes between a quarter of an inch and 0.002 inches. I mean, that's tiny. I'm trying to think what quarter-inch glitter looks like. Probably like the a little bit thicker, you know, like something you might use in an arts and craft. But Let's get into it. This okay. is when stiffs bunk fuckers, if, if you just ate, maybe you want to turn this off because it's going to start churning your stomach.
1: Yeah. This is when stuff starts to turn and get a little fucking sick. God, I wish I wouldn't have had three ballpark pretzels before I came over.
0: Yeah, you wish, but it's kind of what you eat for your midday snack.
1: I always leave the house with ballpark pretzels and mustard in my pocket. Loose mustard, loose mustard. It's it's a good. It's way. your mustard pocket. You want to dip. What else are you going to use that tiny pocket above the actual pocket for? You want to be able to dip too. <laughs> I mean, the problem is that you could you could put it in a container, but then you got to pull the container, you got to rip apart the pretzel, and then you just look like a goofball. You look like a stupid idiot. You got to have mustard in the pocket so you can just dip it and eat it. So I wish I wouldn't have eaten all of my pretzels earlier because I'm gonna get I'm getting you're gonna sick. get sick. I'm getting sick already. In 2018,
0: this New York Times article kicked off this whole thing. This is where it all started. In 2018? 2018 this is a recent one. Okay. The New York Times. The article, uh, which they have now since put, you can't, I mean, I'll let you in know a little secret. You can't, you cannot read the article without paying for a subscription. But what you can do is right click on the page, hit inspect, and then go through the HTML code until you find the article and read it. Paragraph tag by paragraph tag. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can bypass the... Subscription thing to read the article, Wow, but I'll give you a little synopsis of it because it's it's honestly kind of pretty tame. It's like i don't I don't really know what the point like you know, some of the research I looked into said the point of the article was just it's kind of a puff piece that's trying to capitalize on a high ranking SEO keyword of glitter, right? Glitter is a pretty high ranking Google search term because it's so general a lot of different things are competing for it across e-commerce. And so, is this article just trying to go after that? I don't know. It just feels like a kind of a fun little piece that the journalist is doing on something unusual. Like, hey, glitter is pretty ubiquitous. Where's that come from? Like it's just kind of like a fun little article, right? right. Glitter. You know, most but but what you find out is that most of the glitter in the entire world is produced both in two factories, both of which are in New Jersey. Again, hence why Oracle Erica Elizabeth, right. New Jersey lover and New Jersey native. Famous New Jerseyan. Famous New Jerseyan sent us this article. Most of the world's glitter is produced in two places, in America, in the same state. Hmm. That's a fun article. I can see why they wrote this. Huh. Um, Boy, this really steams my Taylor ham. I know. Yeah, it's a bit of a puff piece, maybe. But the mystery that unraveled from the article is what set this whole thing off. First, the author... You know, the first thing they ask is, well, can I come to the factory and see how Glitter gets made? Right. And immediately they're like, absolutely not. You can't come here. <laughs> no, <laughs> you go to hell. You literally can't. <laughs> one of the factories, the one that isn't Glitter X, which I have to imagine is um the one we described earlier, Meadowbrook, Meadowbrook Industries.
1: Yeah. Inventions.
0: Inventions. Said, no, you can't come here and we don't want to talk to you. They're just like, no comment. Don't come here. So... All right. Now, like, there's a little bit of a mystery. If I was a point. journalist,
1: I would be like, what the
0: fuck? I, I gotta know more about this. Exactly. So then she talks to Glitter X, which is the the second one, right? So that's the one they're like, okay, we'll talk to you, but you can't come see how the glitter gets made. So the CEO of Glitterx is a man named Babu Shetty, And...
1: <laughs> Wait, and he's from New Jersey, you said? <laughs> he's not. He's an immigrant. Babu Shetty? Babu Shetty. Wait, uh, oh, it's Babu Shetty, not... Yeah. Okay, Babu, Babu, Babu Shetty. Babu Shetty. Got it. Not Bob Bouchetti. <laughs> no, it's not Bob Bushetty. That's Buschetti. why I thought it was Bob Bouchetti, <clears throat> but it's Bob Bouchetti. <laughs> but that's an amazing name for a character. I don't know. Bob Bouchetti, uh, yeah. Bob Bouchetti. Bob Bouchetti's up to some shit. Holy fuck. If Bob Bouchetti was the CEO, then it all makes sense. <laughs> Suddenly, everything's coming into focus. <laughs>
0: no, his name is B-A-B-U Babu Shetty. S-H-E-T-T-Y. Shetty. S-H-E-T-T-Y. And he gives a very Rick and Morty-esque answer, <laughs> like Rick and Morty fan. He says, so when she's like, well, why can't I come see how glitter gets made? He goes, uh, here's, this is straight from the article. The jovial Mr. Shetty told me over the phone that people have no idea of the scientific knowledge required to produce glitter, <laughs> that Gliterex's glitter making technology is some of the most advanced in the world, that people don't believe how complicated it is, that he would not allow me to see glitter being made that he would not allow me to hear glitter being made, that I could not even be in the same wing of the building as the room in which glitter was being made under any circumstance, that even Glitterex's clients are not permitted to see their glitter being made, that he would not reveal the identities of Glitterex's clients, which include some of the largest multinational corporations in the world, end quote. You really gotta have a high IQ to understand the process of making glitter. Is Babu having a go at us? <gasps> no he's an accomplished dude he has a phd in
1: chemical engineering
0: he's a he's a smart man who he immigrated here and then like worked his way up in the glitter factory like he like he took over as ceo relatively recently and his family works there and like he's a smart cookie dude is though yeah but but it's just funny that he's like you have no fucking clue you peon how smart you have to be to understand the process of making glitter could you show me how
1: glitter is made? You he turned even... himself into a pickle, New York Times. You wouldn't get it. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Can I see how glitter is being made? You have no idea what you're getting into, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Moron. The fact that you would even ask me such a question shows begin to understand. how little you know, you mortal piece of shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, is Babu... Saying that in honesty, or is this in jest? No, I think he's, I think he's legit,
0: oh. because they double down, dude. Okay. So this seems odd for such a mundane thing, right? So that really sparks the author's attention sure. in the conspiracy. Like, what the fuck is going on with the glitter? This right. is weird. This is such a mundane thing. But, so, so these next couple of, of quotes from the article are what, like, this is the core of the topic. What I'm about to tell you is this is the core of the topic. This is the thing that every single TikTok, every single YouTube video, every single article, they all quote this section. This is the heart of the conspiracy. This is the heart of the conspiracy. Quote, this was all very forthright, but it did not explain the air of oppressive secrecy that seems to permeate the glitter industry. Did GlitterX worry I would describe its equipment so accurately that readers might construct their own machines to manufacture (laughs) their own...
1: (laughs) (laughs) all these fucking bob lazars at home building their own glitter machines in their bedrooms yeah i built my own glitter reactor (laughs) (laughs) element 115 isn't glitter i mean i gotta give it to this journalist this is a great article it's
0: great dude their own glitter in bulk quantities mr shetty said that trade secrets aside confidentiality is top-down requirements from clients Companies do not want others in their industry to know what glitters are in their products to prevent competitors from making identical formulations. When I asked Ms. Dyer, Ms. Dyer is like a company spokesperson. She's like a manager who also works at Glitterex. If she could tell me which industry served as Glitterex's biggest market, her answer was instant. No, I absolutely know that I can't. I was taken aback. But you know what it is. Oh, God, yes, she said and laughed. And you would never guess it. Let's just leave it at that. It's like, what the fuck? I asked if she could tell me why she couldn't tell me, quote, because they don't want anyone to know that it's glitter, end quote. (laughs) If I looked at it, I wouldn't know it was glitter. No, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something. But it's. Yeah. I can't. I asked if she could tell me off the record. She would not. I asked if she would tell me off the record after this piece was published. She would not. I told her I couldn't die without knowing. She guided me to the automotive grade pigments. So the rest of the article goes on to talk about uh, the environmental impact of glitter and so on. Glitter has had a bit of a... Uh, to produce a lot of... Chemical waste? Yeah, well, a lot of chemical waste, a lot of plastic, uh-huh. right? So, people- Oh, also,
1: glitter glitter doesn't really do anything, so it's always getting thrown out. Yes. Like, glitter's not a permanent thing. Right. So,
0: you know, there's been a lot of environmental pushes to ban glitter, to remove glitter from different products, and so that's what the article goes on. But that section that above that I described, where they're talking about who the biggest buyer of glitter is, and why they're being so secretive about it, and how she's saying, like, well, you would never know it's glitter. It's like, what? well, what the fuck is it? Yeah, that is what sparked all the hullabaloo. Huh. So in 2022, on October 10th, 2022, TikToker Chuppel. Whoa, this was recent. Very recent. This is Skluzy. Posted a video in which he resurfaced Lauren Dyer's and Glitterex's staging a reenactment of a phone call between Weaver and Dyer's original New York Times interview. I'll save this for the discussion. My thoughts on this. I might splice in some audio. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but Bunk you have it, all the info you need, you can go check it out yourself. Um, obviously, after the New York Times article launched, like Reddit was really into this conspiracy. There was a lot of posts to the R slash Unresolved Mysteries subreddit. The R slash Glitter subreddit. The R slash Glitter. Uh, TikTok obviously picked it up a little bit later and resurfaced it. And, you know, that's the thing with TikTok. All original content. Definitely not just fucking recycling shit that, you know, has been already figured out over the years, right? Yeah. Over the course of 10 days, the video received roughly 6.4 million plays and 1.2 million likes. It sparked a mass discourse about the quote unquote glitter conspiracy. Um, another popular one on October 16th, 2022 TikToker maxed out. Mommy <laughs> posted a video in which she gave a PowerPoint presentation on the theory, gaining roughly 1.5 million plays. So I hope that this episode will do the same right bunk bunkers? Um,
1: Let's right. into
0: it. who's the mystery buyer?
1: Who is buying all this glitter? You want me to take a guess? Take a guess. Golly. You know, my initial reaction, okay? When when you first started presenting this topic, Art, I'm thinking in between you puking at how vile this is. Right. I mean, I had diarrhea out of the asshole because of how disgusting this was. And then I had diarrhea out of the mouth because this is really fucking disgusting. I know. And I'm thinking Bob Buschetti's involved, and I'm getting really fucking sick to my stomach. Thank God it was Bob Buschetti. So And not his cousin. Not his cousin. Bob Bob Bruschetti. Bob Bruschetti. Who runs a successful chain of Italian themed restaurants. <laughs> so when you first brought this topic up, aside from all the diarrhea and vomiting, I was really of the mindset that like think I'm thinking about glitter as like You buy a little tube of glitter. Right. As like a crafting thing. Right. But then as you're talking about it, I'm thinking like, where the fuck else does glitter go? Things like cosmetics. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's probably in like other household products. Okay. To make them like sparkly appearance. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all to find out that maybe there's glitter in things like, I don't know, laundry detergent. Wow. Okay. Because it would look a little sparkly. Like, I don't know what the point of it would be, but, or maybe like soaps. Okay. Um, Other household so, products. So if I had to guess, like, what's the industry? Like, to me, the fact that the, the Glitter X person said it's not obvious and you would never know that it's got glitter in it. It makes me think that it's not something like cosmetics because the point is glitter. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the idea is that you'll sparkle. Right. Good, so, good call. Good call. So I'm sure that cosmetics are probably a big buyer. I'm sure they are of glitter. And I guess I can kind of see some of the secrecy mm-hmm. because you, you—it's probably just like anything. You contract with them; they have a proprietary There's formula. NDAs. right? <laughs> but if it's not cosmetics, who do I think the biggest fucking buyer of glitter would be? Maybe. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a little sidestep here. And I'm going to say the construction industry that glitter is like a part of finish for building interiors and things like that, or maybe even exteriors. Very cool. Well, we'll because I'm going to say, I'm going to say like, it's, it's maybe, you know, automotive would be like a secondary choice for me. Big industry, construction is a big industry, but I kind of feel like I'm going to say construction.
0: Well, on August second, twenty nineteen, redditor Skynet Justice Warrior posted <laughs> about the cuts. So the cut did. a So like the New York Times thing dropped, and then all these other bullshit aggregate right. online news sources then were like,
1: just things of, that just recycle. They just recycle. All oh, these, all oh, they they write an original article right, that's right. just like, here's what the New York Times article said, right. and there's no actual addition. So one was the cut, and the cut said Glitter's
0: conspiracy, and they posted that to r slash the top minds. In the comments, Redditor hermanshi 95 hypothesized that the top buyer of glitter was the sand mafia. As in multi-billion dollar construction companies in Dubai and China... Oh! Oh! ...that make artificial beaches and surround buildings with sand. Oh, shit. So, the Redditor cited a July 2018 Guardian article titled Is the World Running Out of Sand? The Truth Behind Stolen Beaches and Dredged Islands.
1: Oh. So, fake sand. So, because... Because we've used all the usable sand. Right. Now they're just making enhancing sand with glitter.
0: Enhancing sand with glitter.
1: Huh. On May 7th, 2020, Redditor
0: shits Kicks Bricks posted to our... <laughs> oh, yes. Hell yeah. Unresolved Mysteries, quote, I think I have situational evidence to solve the glitter conspiracy. Gaining over 200 upvotes in two years. Mm. Um, their post suggested boat paint as the main industry which we'll talk about in a little bit in reference to an article published by WBR in 2019 and then finally on September 11th uh, never forget 2020 YouTuber Slightly Sociable who we've talked about before in our um, Lake City Quiet Pills episode formerly known as Barely Sociable posted a video about the Glitter Conspiracy as a part of their Reddit Mysteries series gaining roughly 1.1 million views in two years so, uh, let's let's talk about some of these ideas, right? A popular thread with a now since deleted poster on the R slash unresolved mysteries subreddit has a plethora of ideas. This is a it's a three-year-old post on Reddit R slash uh, unresolved mysteries. The post posted has been deleted. I already said that. Glitter is a lot of places where it's obvious. Nail polish, strippers
1: clubs. Okay. Ball I mean, helmets. Seems Seems unnecessary to say this that is like the most this is the most Reddit post ever. It's stripper amazing. clubs like and what does that mean? Oh, there's just glitter sitting around at strip clubs. Like, yeah, what is what, I mean? It's I mean, like strippers use a lot of glitter. Like you could have just said cosmetics. Yeah, I paint. It right.
0: Where it be that it is less obvious and can afford to buy a ton of it. Guesses I heard since reading the article are toothpaste money. Guesses I've brainstormed on my own with nothing <laughs> to go on. Oh, boy. The military parentheses. Deep pockets buys lots of vehicles and paint and lights and God knows what construction materials, concrete sidewalks, often glitter. The funeral industry, not sure what, but that industry is full of cheap tricks and they want to keep secret. And I wouldn't put glitter past them. Okay. Cheap jewelry would explain the cheapness. (laughs) Yeah. So that article or that article, God, no God, that shitty post, uh, that shitty OP post, did spawn a lot of good discussion i think and and where a bulk of like ideas come from right but it's just i don't know it's just i mean listen we do the same thing it's like the podcaster's code is to pull shit out of your ass with no evidence but it's also the redditor's code right i just love military Parentheses deep pockets i don't know
1: my hey they got a lot of money why not (laughs) funeral industry i'm not sure what but I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm suspicious of the funeral industry. So. They love their secrets. They love secrets. I'm like, do they? I wish you could just get a job in the funeral industry. No, no, no. You got to know somebody to get into that industry. <laughs> so let's talk about the military, right? Let's right. go through
0: some of these. Right. Fighter jets. Something uh, related to the military is typically uh, at the top of any thread about this topic. Here's a comment on the popular Reddit thread in, in the r slash unresolved mystery subreddit. One thing no one has mentioned during the Iraq conflict, we, the U.S., apparently dumped material out of planes to cause intentional problems with electronics and electrical devices in countries we were attacking. I always assumed it would be a Mylar-like material. The use would both, uh, the, the use would both best be kept secret and require vast amounts of material, probably to the tune of 100-pound bales of mixed Hitter and Tinsel? I wonder if this fits the bill. The Defense Department would buy by the ton, right? It all seems to fit. What this person is alluding to is likely a graphite bomb. A graphite bomb is intended to be a non-lethal weapon used to disable an electrical grid. The bomb works by spreading a dense cloud of extremely fine chemically treated carbon filaments over air insulated high voltage installations like transformers and power lines causing short circuits, circuits.
1: and short circuses. Oh, fuck that. Nobody shortens my circus. <laughs> I want to see those elephants dance. God damn it, Optimus Prime. Why'd you shorten my circus? <laughs> transform and it.
0: subsequent disruption of the electrical supply in an area, region, or even small, an entire small uh, country. So that's kind of a neat idea that you don't think about, right? And it yeah, fits I wouldn't the have thought of that. Glitter, it's very technical, apparently, according to Bob Buschetti. And it's... um it's it's something that exists that you won't like they would want to keep that a secret that the military is using that glitterex is a supplier for the u s military, and obviously they want to keep that lucrative contract so they're gonna not say it yeah, <laughs> right um and um I don't know, kind of checks out, right yeah, that's pretty interesting further down the thread. Uh, Someone posts this, I'm pretty sure it's actually stealth coatings, i.e. paint, for stealth fighters, like the F-22 and F-35, which are now being produced in relatively large quantities for the U.S. military. Here's the reasoning. One, radar absorbent materials, such as those used on stealth aircraft, typically consist of a mixture of finely ground metals, i.e. glitter, and polymer. To absorb radio waves without reflecting it, you need something that is fairly conductive and will interact strongly with radio waves, i.e. metals. But it can't be too conductive, I, e.g. solid metal plates, because they'll simply reflect the radio waves without absorbing it. Finely ground metals mixed with polymer are exactly what you want. Two, stealth fighters, named the, namely the F-35, are currently being produced in fairly large quantities in the U.S. and require large quantities of radar-absorbent coatings. These coatings will be quite thick and contain a large fraction of metal which will consume huge amounts of glitter compared to most applications, which use only a tiny amount of glitter. For example, in the article, they state that, quote, the minimum order size Glitter will accept is 10 pounds, enough to supply sparkle to half a million bottles of nail polish by Mr. Shetty's estimation, end quote.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: Three, finally, after the reporter asked the question, the woman guided the reporter along to the automotive grade pigments. Unlike most types of glitter, automotive grade pigments are simply small flakes of metal, such as aluminum, do not contain any plastic. This is exactly what the type of material they would want to use in radar absorbent coatings. Okay,
1: so cars are off the table.
0: Well, no, they are on the table. Oh. Because they're producing glitter-like stuff, but that's not what we traditionally think of as glitter.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Stealth aircrafts.
1: Yeah. The
0: paint coating of a stealth aircraft. Never considered that before. Well, let's get into one of your ideas. Household items. You didn't mention it, but it's similar. Toothpaste. Yeah, I never thought of that. Many a user in these threads frequently state the banning of microplastic beads in common toothpaste bands like Crest. You remember that when toothpaste was doing that whole thing of microbeads? Where it was supposed to be like, 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 you know, like exfoliating your teeth. Like you would pour the toothpaste on their be little teeny tiny beads yeah i never used that i never did either but it turns out those microbeads uh don't really dissolve well and they end up in our water supply so there's they've actually been banned in a lot of places yum and even in the u.s like yeah. if, you know traditionally the u.s won't ban shit like that
1: but even the u.s is like oh hey like uh we can't have that boy it <laughs> makes you feel good when something you're using to brush your teeth gets banned from being right. in existence because it's bad to get into the water
0: but it fits the bill, right? I mean, it's something you sure.
1: would think of. It's very
0: tiny. Glitter would have the ability to produce it. Yeah. Here's one that, well, I won't put the cart before the horse here, or kill Hamlet in the first act, but I kind of like this one. Never thought of this one before. Microtagnants. What? According to Reddit user Ray Doctor, the answer is microtagnants. Multi-layered micro glitter added to all commercial explosives. Follow me. Stay Uh, with me. Okay. Simple to batch trace on site after the detonation using only a microscope. Using dynamite for illegal purposes and leave evidence as clear as a fingerprint. Law enforcement probably doesn't want this fact circulating. So microtagnants are like microscopic pieces of glitter added into commercial dynamite and explosives. Okay. So when you use these in a lawful controlled environment, you're able to tell that, right? You're able to right. look take up the soil where it was used or the debris, inspect it with a microscope and go, "Okay, I know where this was produced, I know who produced it and and when and so you could find the supplier and the buyer and all that stuff, right? You could So in the event that somebody uses dynamite illegally for nefarious purposes like cartoonishly blowing open a vault, and then the Joker and all of his henchmen runs in and they steal all the monies. And then Batman's comes in and he's like, I'm going to get you, you naughty guy. And Joker's like, He-he-he-he-he. I'm going to get you. No, you won't.
1: I will. I am the night. I am the glitter. I am the glitter that stalks the night.
0: You could look and see where this glitter was or where this dynamite or explosives were supplied from. And then you know that where they obtained it illegally. Hmm. And that could maybe help you catch the criminal. So that's a fun one. I never thought of that one. And you can tell it all from the glitter. Tell it all from the glitter, baby. Huh. Answers in the glitter. Huh. Okay. Let's get to the big kahuna. You're thinking it, I'm thinking it. Boat paint. <laughs> I know, it's a frequent thing that comes up. Call us Joe Nickel is to Black Bear as Andy and Art are to boat paint. Boat paint. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I've accused so many cryptids of being boat paint. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> from
0: a 1999 article on plasticnews.com. Oh my god, my favorite publication. plasticnews.com. Uh by Frank Esposito. <laughs> what a name for a for a guy who covers plastic, plastic news.
1: plasticnews.com.
0: He writes, "Glitterex's big seller is polyflake, a glitter cut from PET film, which accounts for more than half of total sales," according to Roger Ertl, the firm's vice president of marketing, small amounts of glitter are also made from PVC and polypropylene. quote. So, that article came out in 1999 where he basically says, hey, here's the thing that GlitterX sells the most. It's a thing called Polyflake. It's a product of theirs. It's a type of glitter. Right. It's called Polyflake. So, if you go to the GlitterX website, and I did, and you go to their product page, and you read what they write on the website for polyflake right it says this polyflake is the most versatile line of glitter it is based on metallized poly- polyester film which can be colored to provide glitters that are brilliant transparent light fast water and solvent resistant the versatility quality and durability of polyflake glitter allows it to be used in a wide variety of applications this versatile and brilliant dimensional glitter is widely used in the boating industry is a gel coat additive in manufacture of bass boats. As a paint additive, it adds brilliance to signs, fabric screens, prints, and epoxy flooring, automotive applications, both OEM and market finishes. So, what's the thread we're making here? We know that PolyFlake is the highest seller. If you look at what PolyFlake is used for, it's used for boat paint. Yeah. Let's keep going. There's another podcast, The Endless Thread. They did a fully investigative deep dive into this topic. You know, actual research and work. Not just two unfunny, obnoxious idiots who read Wikipedia. <laughs> like other podcasts.
1: Yeah. Boy, I really hate those podcasts that have two um, dude co-hosts. Right. Who can't stop making each other laugh. Right. And have all these inside jokes. Right. And then who also just do no make no effort and zero just read effort. directly from Wikipedia.
0: They apparently had a source actually go to a Glitterex suppliers meeting in which they confirmed... It's the boating industry. Huh. Why the big cover up for fucking dumbass boats then? (laughs) Well, one Redditor says that the boating industry likely wouldn't want people knowing how much glitter ends up in the ocean. Oh. And then other people are like, boats are really fucking masculine and people probably don't want to know that glitter is being used in boat paint. Which is uh, probably one of the dumbest things ever because you can look at the boat and it's glittery.
1: So you're buying it. If you've ever seen somebody with a boat, you know that these are hogged out chads. Right. And no amount of glitter would ever make them not that.
0: Also, Glitter is a large company that probably prides itself on, uh, you know, not fucking like divulging their own trade secrets since it's apparent those exist in this world of hard science glitter making. <laughs> and yeah. two... Uh, Probably, you know, does this crazy thing like wanting to respect their customer relationships. (laughs) So that's why they didn't want to talk about it in the New York Times article. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because if they go blabbing their mouth, their boating industry buyers are going to be like, hey, why did you say that? That's not cool.
1: We have an NDA. Well, some of this glitter, you know, might be a product differentiator, I guess, if there's different formulas for it. Sure. So...
0: At the end of the day, this entire thing is kind of a good example of the Streisand effect. And I'm not talking about Barbara. Oh. And her love of glitter. Oh. I'm talking about the phenomenon that occurs when an attempt to hide, remove, or censor information has the unintended consequence of increasing awareness of that information, often via the internet. Glitter had just shuttered their doors to the New York Times. Would we even be talking about this?
1: No. Well, no. The answer's no. I know.
0: Monkfuckers. What do you say? Are you as disgusted? Ugh. Yuck. By today's topic as we are, does this conspiracy crumble the foundation of everything you, you ever knew to be true and honest and good in this fucked up world? It's nothing sacred anymore. Well, like glitter, there's only one thing we know that once it gets on you, it's nearly impossible to get off. And that's the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast will be right back after this brief message.
1: You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes
0: me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. Hey, welcome back, bunk bunkers. That was our research of the Great Glitter Conspiracy. The Great (laughs) Glitter (laughs) Conspiracy.
1: Andy, give me (laughs) some blanket (laughs) thoughts on this bad boy. Please, Uh, please, Andy, give me some blanket thoughts. I'm shivering cold. I need your blanket. When I first heard about this topic, I was like, oh, shit. And now after hearing it, I'm like, oh, shit. I think that it seems very mysterious. When you hear how um GlitterX acted when they get contacted by the media. I guess so. Because it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a weird way to answer questions. Very weird. When they could have just said like, you know, many of our clients see the glitter formula that they use in their products as a differentiating factor and we respect their privacy. And so, no, I can't take you to sh- see it and I don't want you to like lab it out and then the other the person that said you know it would surprise you what the top industry is and you'll never guess it (laughs) like some sort of a troll under a bridge right um that probably could have just been like a you know no i do you know again like we protect the confidentiality of our agreements with our clients so no we're not going to divulge that so they seem to have started a fire where there's probably not a fire yeah they created a bunch of smoke, like you said. It's the Streisand effect. Yeah, they've 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 created all these unintended consequences.
0: Smoke is a good way to put it because I think you think that where there's smoke, there's fire. Right? There is none. No. This is the biggest fucking nothing burger of any topic, <laughs> almost ever. Um, and that's including pig 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 pancake stealing aliens and other yeah. fucking <laughs> topics we've covered. Like there is nothing here. Okay. There's no conspiracy. This is classic Reddit TikTok behavior where they try to make this look and sound like it's something like, ooh, ooh. Like you said, it's very fucking normal for large companies to be like, I'm not going to divulge my trade secrets. Why would I do that? Look, if you look, okay. You ever seen a cooking recipe and they're like, I can't tell you my, I can't tell you what goes in my secret recipe. Like these are my secret herbs.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. Look, there's a there's, there's a hot dog restaurant here in Chicago. You know, Chicago is known for its hot dogs. What? <laughs> I just I don't know where you're going with this. Oh well, bear with there's me. There's glitter in the hot dogs? No, 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 no. This is this is, is going to be fine. Sparkly dog. There's glitter probably in the relish, but uh, yeah, honestly, I mean the relish is probably a form of glitter. Probably, yes. Um, I would believe that that neon or neon green relish. But there's there's a hot dog restaurant <clears throat> here in Chicago called Super Dog. Superdog has what I believe to be the best hot dog in the city. We agree on this. It's we, very rare. It's very rare we that we agree on a food this. topic, but we agree on this. We do. Uh, the Super dog is one of the so is, is maybe the best hot dog I've ever had. It's it seriously is worth it. It's a very consistent product. It's a very delicious product. And, and it's a it's a it's a drive up. It's a drive. It's an old-fashioned drive-in with car hop service. Car hop service. It's great to go great to Superdog. Great milkshake, dog. too. Oh yeah. Great, great milkshake. Great everything. Tasty chili. Great tamales. Uh, I... Grab a tamale there. All right. I'll try the tamales. Yes. Um but Super many Dog's, hot
0: dog places in Chicago have great tamales.
1: Superdog's great. I can't say enough good stuff about it. Um the fries are good too. The I want to go to Superdog. Yeah. But they have they have a proprietary hot dog. Yes. Their hot dog. Whatever supplier they use, I don't know if it's Vienna Beef. I have no idea. Probably it's Vienna Beef. But they have their own recipe with that supplier. It would be detrimental to their business if the supplier let the recipe for the Superdog get out and other people just started using it because then. Or even said, I supply Superdog. Right. Because
0: then you're going to get Superdog's competitors being like, well, give me what you gave Superdog. Right. And I'll pay this. I'll pay. I'll pay 40 times the... Or, like, whatever. Like, right. that's a thing that they work out to have that be that have that have proprietary, meaning there's... The supplier probably works out a deal where they get compensated enough from Superdog... Yeah. ...so that they won't go divulge that to anybody who would come with a higher price
1: tag, right? And if the supplier respects their relationship with Superdog... Yeah, then you have a good relationship. If somebody calls and says, hey, can you show me how you make a Superdog? They'll probably say, no. Right. Can you show me... Can you tell me what's in the superdog? No. That's not suspicious. No. That's just them respecting their business relationship. Yeah. They have all the incentive in the world to do that. Barely sociable talks about this a lot. He's like, he he says it in a weird way, but he's like, I have a like a lot
0: of people don't have knowledge of how businesses work, but I have some knowledge, and this is pretty like he's, he basically what he's saying is the subtext is like this is pretty standard. Like they're not just gonna say that. <laughs> like right. what I don't know what. Now, don't get me wrong, I agree with you. I think the way they went about it is fucking weird that they're like you'd never guess it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never guess
1: it. <laughs> we know, but I'm not telling. I'm
0: a naughty little glitter. I'm not going to tell guy.
1: you. I know it, but I'm not going to. I'm Bouchetti. Of course I know it, but I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to you're going to have to torture me get it out of me. Oh, oh, I hope you don't I, I hope, hope you don't, don't try twist to twist my nips. cork cock and ball torture me to try to get the secrets. Because I'll never tell. So you can torture aspect, me as much as you want. I'm like, this is try a- <laughs> it. Go ahead. This is a big nothing burger.
0: There's no mystery here. And then if you go watch some of the stuff on TikTok, I'm sorry. I don't want to shit under people's content, but like the main TikToker that revitalized all this, like, they did a reenactment of, of the phone call. Of the phone call, and they make the reenactment sound like it's way more intense right. than it actually is. Right. Um, which, you know, I guess don't worry, I can't don't fault worry, them. Don't worry,
1: beefers. Check our TikTok where yeah. where I'll be doing a reaction video to the reaction video of that <laughs> reenactment <laughs> phone call.
0: I mean, this is TikTok in a nutshell. You know, people, this is not any new fucking thing. But So that just revitalizes it, and all these people are acting like it's this big mystery, but nobody's actually talking about the evidence, which is polyflake. Mm-hmm. That's hard evidence. Then you have hard evidence of them talking on their fucking website saying what polyflake is used for, right? And then it's just like, yeah, have you ever seen a bass boat with these crazy glittery finishes?
1: I would never. End of the day hello. I would never in a million years have guessed boats. Yeah, but as she's saying, well, like go look at automotive paint.
0: Okay, that's similar enough. It's probably I would, you would wager a bet that if you said okay. Boat paint and automotive paint are probably very similar because they yeah. need to do similar things. One needs to survive the water a little bit more intense than a car. Right. But cars are in the water too. Yeah. When it rains, your car get wet. <laughs> My
1: car's amphibious. My car's amphibious. They call it the frog. <laughs> ribbit. Ribbit. It's, it's riveted together. This is a ribbiting topic. Ribbit dad engine. Um.
0: So, yeah, I'm sorry. Ribbit, I'm sorry ribbit and Ribbit. It. It's a big fucking nothing burger. Wow. But I do think that there are other commercial uses for glitter that we didn't consider. And I think I think some of those that they brought up probably also work. Like for stealth paint? And maybe not the stealth paint, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about how the military does their vendor relationships to 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 know whether they would vertically integrate that into the military like would the military just build their own manufacturing plant that manufactures stealth paint so that they could truly fucking control that or would they contract that out to a military contractor like you know you look at like defense contractors like uh Booz Allen Hamilton and it's like well that's a private company or Boeing right private company that just has military contracts yeah. It's like I don't know. Maybe Boeing just makes it. I don't know.
1: I no <laughs> clue. Do you think that glitter is showing up somewhere somewhere else that nobody would expect?
0: I mean, I think definitely your your idea of household products makes sense. I don't think you can put metal. In a lot of household products. Probably uh, not. You know, I think that a big part of glitter is that it's a metallicized plastic. Right. So that it can sparkle and shine. Yeah. I think this idea of micro beads is a form of glitter, but I don't consider it glitter glitter, right? Not in the way that we're talking about it. The microtagnets thing, I think to me, is still the coolest. And I probably believe that. Yeah. Again, I have no evidence to suggest that's true or that that's a real thing but <laughs> i think it makes sense right like you would want to put they they do that for um like the money bags at the bank you know they got that uh that ink that oh yeah uh, ink. goes on your fingers
1: yeah if although, you rob a bank although how many people are like buying explosives and misusing them
0: i don't know i don't know i guess you'd have to talk to dick dastardly about that andy <laughs> But you don't
1: really talk to him anymore
0: because you guys had a big falling out, didn't you?
1: Well, yeah. Because you
0: just had to go and you had to go and sabotage his car at the Wacky Races and you made
1: fun of the way his dog laughs. Well, yes, I did get into a fist fight with Dick Dastardly. You know, I introduced you and Dick Dastardly and I thought you guys would hit it off.
0: And now he's pissing me. He won't talk to me anymore. You ruined one of my friendships.
1: We did hit it off at first. We were both really into fucking up other people's lives just for the hell of it. But you know what? A person like that is toxic. Like Dick Dastardly was so toxic for me because (laughs) he was so dastardly. He was so dastardly because here he is like, you know, it's like we had a pact. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're fucking up other people's lives. You're making Captain Caveman's car like you're making it a fucking living hell. Right. Exactly. We're putting uh, empty Gatorade bottles in it. We're Or are you Justin Link? We're filling the gas station with our dicks and Who are you sugar Nick Simon? and piss. <laughs> and you know, we're just having a good time. Yeah. Well, then, you know, I decided I'm going to take the weekend off from fucking with uh, uh Captain Caveman. Mm-hmm. And so Dick Dastardly fucking starts doing something to my car. He's sticking his dick in the steering wheel. He's putting sugar on the steering. Yeah, seats. you're trying to you're
0: trying to shift gears. It's his it's his penis. <laughs> right. You're trying to fucking turn your windshield wipers on
1: both the windshield wipers are his penis and the dog is sitting there going <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah okay i gave your mass, your owner a like fucking hand job on accident give me a break fucking dog so yeah we had a bit of a falling out yeah and i won that fight though the two days i spent in the hospital immediately falling were unrelated What uh, what brought us here? I don't know. We were talking about who would use explosives improperly. Oh, right. That the micro... I don't know. It, what's it called? Micro... Tagnants? Tagnants would be like relevant. Mm-hmm. Or a big usage for glitter. Yeah, I don't know if it's a big enough usage. I mean, I don't really it's know an interesting where idea. commercial explosives are used besides demolition. I do also like the idea of the uh, glitter Rushmore. being used to like disable communications. I believe that one as well. Yeah. I think that's a neat one.
0: That's a real thing.
1: Yeah. I think that um I had never I would never have considered something like that, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I bet that also throws off things like radar if you do it like at the like right spot
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the sky. And maybe there's like a lot of little like
0: pings. I think we owe Bob Bouchetti a fucking apology because um, glitter really is like fucking Rick and Morty, dude. You really do have to know some fucking science, some hard, you have to have a high IQ to understand this shit.
1: I guess so. I give Bob a a, a, a a tip of my cap because yeah. I had it wrong. I thought glitter was an idiot's game. It's for the smart. I thought glitter was for dumbasses. I'm not smart enough to be in the glitter business, like children. Yeah. But hey, I'm not as smart as a child, so You're not. I'm stupider than a child.
0: Um, I don't know any other use cases that jump out to you that you like for that one. I mean,
1: not particularly. Those were my favorites. I think that I don't know. There weren't that many examples, honestly, but glitter is probably in a lot of stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably in toys. It's probably in like um, snow globes. Yeah. Big snow globe. Yeah. If I, if I put a life size snow globe in here, I would expect that it would need a lot of um confetti in order for it to go. Otherwise there'd be no snow you'd be dreaming of an empty glass ball christmas
0: i'm like looking around the bunker right now and trying to see if there's anything that else that could have like glitter type products in it paints paints but i mean is the boating industry big enough to really be the biggest supplier
1: i guess that's the question i don't know that's a great question I, well, plus, you know, the, 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 data on, um, what was it called? Polyflake mm-hmm. from plastics today.com. My favorite, um, was plasticnews.com. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, I subscribe to a lot of plastics newsletters, so it's hard for me to keep them all straight. Um, that was from like the late nineties though. Right. Very true. So perhaps there's been some sort of shift in the glitter industry and now the top buyer of glitter is something different. That's true. That's a good point.
0: Um. Well, I mean, I don't know, Andy. We can get to verdicts, um, because I think that's the only place we can really head. Yeah, let's get to verdicts. Drop a fucking glitter bomb. <laughs> let's
1: drop a <laughs> on these bunk funkers. Yeah, I'm gonna let my dynamite loose and blow up this verdict. Andy, why don't you hit me with a verdict? Here? All right, I'm gonna hit you with the verdict. Hey, all right, I'm going case fucking close, and I'll tell you why. So I think that you hit the nail on the head, and it caused a chain reaction. Where glitter got everywhere, because I feel like these aren't some sort of crazy trade secrets that are um, supporting some nefarious origin or destination of glitter. It's just routine business, routine business, baby. Um, GlitterX and mm, was it Meadowland Inventions?
0: Yeah, whatever.
1: Babuchetti's company. No, wait, the other company. Yeah. Um, you know they they're probably just um. Respecting their clients and trying to keep their information private. Yeah, they're also the leaders of the industry, right?
0: Like I'm sure there's (laughs) actually like, there's probably like the third and fourth glitter manufacturer just because they do the bulk. Yeah. Doesn't mean there isn't a market for a smaller glitter manufacturer that's doing more common uses of glitter.
1: And it's crazy to me that there's such a concentration of uh, production in the glitter business. Yeah, it is kind of wild. I wouldn't have guessed it, but here we are. So, it's case closed for me. I think it's just uh I think it's just routine. What do you think is the fucking biggest buyer? Oh shit. That's the real verdict. Fuck. So I kind of got into the whole boat thing to be honest. I I share your concerns. <laughs> is the does do they produce enough boats every year for this to be the number one consumer of glitter? Um but I think if we, I don't know, I guess it makes sense in some level to me, you know, if you consider like all the boats that are produced and maybe there's like one primary paint manufacturer or something and they, you know, like that's where you get your paint for your boat. Maybe it makes sense, but I'm kind of into the boat thing now. Your big boat guy. It's the thing with the most evidence, I guess. what It is the it thing with
0: the most evidence for sure. Um, Very good. Um. yeah I mean me too case closed there's literally nothing here but I'm gonna go actually I think I think plausible plus that it's something military related I like this idea of a graphite bomb I right. like this idea of plane coatings and I think that with Bob Buschetti <laughs> talking about how scientific and fucking like just crazy like Maybe Glitter X, they're the ones who crack the code on like, hey, we need paint coatings that disrupt radar. Babu Shetty's the man for the job. No one else could do this, but Bob, Babu Shetty. And they figured it out. And then we, Babu. they so the military bought 8 million bajillion pounds. <laughs> Give us 8 trillion tons of glitter. I mean, they're making a lot of fucking glitter. Yeah. What did we say, like 100 million pounds in the fucking research or something like that? Yeah, I believe so. Three, one
1: trillion pounds? It's a lot of glitter. It is. And I, I won't I won't dispute it that it It feels like probably the military would be like a single biggest buyer. You know, if they were consuming most of that, I would believe it. It's not a stretch to say that either. It doesn't seem like if um, glitter, just regular glitter can disrupt communications, like maybe Babushetti's the guy, the smart guy that created the... Glitter that beats radar. Babu Shetty's the man. If he can't do it, no one can. What would Babu Shetty do if he were here right now? He'd make what a would Babu Shetty do. do? That's what Babu would That's what Babu would do.
0: Uh, well, anyway, bugbuckers, those are our verdicts on glitter. We hope that those verdicts sparkled and shined and caught your eye. But let us know. What do you think? Use the hashtag.
1: Uh, Babu Shetty. Yeah it's gotta be there's uh, literally one thing has presented itself
0: let's know what you think uh use the hashtag babushetty get at us email us mrbunkerpod at gmail.com find us on twitter instagram at mrbunkerpod um check us out patreon.com forward slash mrbunkerpod get access to the disco get access to all that good good um behind the scenes patreon only episodes and content more content. Like glitter. <laughs> There's just so much. And it never never washes off fully. So
1: And hey, whether you're a patron or not,
0: go vote. Go vote. <laughs> WW for this vote. For this vote. Vote for your favorite episodes of the year, baby. Of the vote. Andy, have any last words
1: before I glitter bomb you? Um, I'll just say like this was an interesting peek into the glitter industry. Um It is a weird industry. It is a weird industry, and I I would not have thought it before. Things definitely aren't the way that I figured they would be with glitter. So thank you for that art. Thank you to Erica Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, thank you, Erica. For the topic. But you know what? No thanks to the Digital Mr. Bunker, but for my expeditious co-host, Andy Hart, Omar Stone saying that, that was a whole enchilada.
1: I get it done and fast freaky fast.